Blog Talk Radio. Good afternoon. This is Monday. It is the 21st of um, March. Um, and this is Dr. Simon. I do a, uh, a very uh, intermittent show. It's become that way. Uh, stories we live by. And one of the stories we are now watching unfold is the story of Donald Trump and the meltdown of the Republican Party uh, and the potential, in my view and in the view of others, uh, Republicans that that I respect, uh, a meltdown, a possible meltdown of the American democratic system. Uh, So I want to discuss this meltdown and why it may be occurring. But specifically my interest is what does this, uh, as my parents would say, is this good or bad for the Jews? Uh, having lived through uh, the, the uh, World War II uh, and uh, realizing that but for whatever luck brought them to the United States before Hitler came to power and unleashed the conflagration of World War II and the Holocaust, um, the question was always, is this good or bad for the Jews? And so I want to talk about the overall situation, which I don't think is good for anyone. Uh, and, and part of the reason I do this show is it's my therapy because uh, I am losing sleep over this. I am really very frightened. But part of my fright uh, and part of what I want to understand uh, is what could this mean for me as a Jew and for the other Jews in the United States uh, and why do so many of people I know who are Jewish uh, support Trump? What is it that uh, would make them or lead them to think that uh, Trump would be in their interest if he was president of the United States and commander-in-chief of our army? So I want to discuss it in a, in a global sense uh, and if I uh, can make some sense out of this for you, whoever listens to this, um, I certainly will uh, feel a little bit better uh, uh, myself because I always, uh, when I put some kind of intellectual closure to something and I understand it better, uh, even if I think it's terrible, um, <clears throat> it helps me. And so um, there were two articles that I'm going to quote from today, both from Republicans written in the New York Times, one by uh, Peter Werner, uh, this was in the Sunday Times, a senior fellow at the, at the Ethics and Public Policy Center, and a contributing opinion writer to the Times, and somebody who I follow uh, closely, uh, and that is David Brooks. Um, and uh, the title of Werner's article is The Man the Founders Feared, and of uh, Brooks, no, not Trump, not ever. And there are many reasons why it appears uh, that Trump is so uh, popular and why so many people are voting for him. Um, Brooks uh, suggests that, in his article, uh, some respect is in order. Trump voters are a coalition of the dispossessed, They have suffered lost jobs, lost wages, lost dreams. 
The American system is not working for them, so naturally they are looking for something else. Uh, while I was doing therapy for the last 50 years, uh, I met many people whose lives, uh, for a variety of reasons, had run off the rail. Uh, and given who they were, their educational level, their level of insight, uh, the options uh, that they had to deal with the very real problems uh, in their lives, and, and, and this, I've talked about this on my show many times, uh, I never met many people in my 50 years of working with people who really weren't victims, who didn't suffer abuse and neglect, uh, injustice, unfairness. But at the same time, uh, you have to take people seriously and recognize that um, they're responsible for their lives and the consequences of their actions for themselves and for everybody around them. And one of the things that would make people come into therapy uh, and they would talk about doing some desperate things was, I have to do something. And I have a feeling that Trump uh, and Trumpism, uh, the violence that he, he promotes, uh, the sense that they are victims, and that he, as the uh, grand leader, constantly bragging about his abilities, uh, even to uh, making sure that the public would know that the size of his penis is generous enough for him to become president, uh, he will help them do something different. The fact that uh, if they follow him, like people followed Hitler, like people followed Mussolini, uh, like all of the dictators who took over uh, uh, and, and either through force and very often uh, through guile and through uh, the charisma of their personality. And nobody suggests that uh, Trump doesn't have a TV persona and a good deal of, of, uh, of charisma. Uh, he is the right person uh, to suggest to these people, let's do something really different. Um, I don't have to go through their articles and all the, all the other articles that show the escalation of, uh, of Trump and his attitude towards violence. I want to punch that guy in the face. Uh, I was watching CNN yesterday, and one of the reporters said uh, he was, they, they were interviewing Trump, who was watching his campaign manager grab some guy by the collar and pull him. Uh, and as he watched, he said he never touched him. His capacity uh, to blatantly deny uh, uh, what is going on um, is really quite remarkable. Uh, I had a friend once who said, if your wife ever catches you in bed with another woman, just keep saying, what woman? Uh, and uh, if you keep saying it long enough and hard enough, uh, maybe you'll get away with it. Uh, people do get confused. Uh, and want to believe, especially when they want to believe uh, a truth other than what their own eyes have, have shown them. So Trump uh, is escalating violence. Uh, both of these uh, men, Werner and Brooks, talk about the fact that he shows really no inclination to have a policy, uh, that he is uh, incredibly ignorant on foreign affairs, uh, his speeches prone to violence were going to destroy ISIS. Um, and one of the things that really disturbed me uh, was in a television interview, he said, you have to go after their families, after the terrorist families. 
can you imagine uh, a, a young trooper um, fighting ISIS and going into some kind of hut or house and uh, shooting a mother and two small children? Uh, what that would do to him, and if he could do it, what that would do to us as a country. It is a catastrophe. Um, our troops are taught carefully not to commit war crimes because the killing of innocents and the killing of children uh, is a war crime. Yes, there is damage done, what's called collateral damage, uh, but that was uh, the horror of war, always the horror of war, that innocent people can be hurt or killed. But when it becomes a directive from the President of the United States, we are no longer talking about anything that is uh, within the history of the values of our founding fathers. Uh, <clears throat> it is the abandonment, as both Werner and Brooks and myself say, of rationality. And many of the people who have, don't have jobs and the lost dreams don't have an adequate education. They don't have... Uh, a sense of history. And that's what's so remarkable. <clears throat> when I talk to many people, it's as if the Holocaust, especially Jews, the Holocaust happened, but it can't happen again. It's ancient history. Or somehow it's of a different nature than what we're seeing potentially emerge right now and right here in our own lovely country, in our own uh, 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 incredibly fragile but incredibly important uh, democracy. So that as uh, more and more robotization takes place, there'll be more and more jobs that are lost. Uh, I was watching uh, uh, Bill Maher and uh, his show, and uh, Barney Frank was on, uh, who I've always uh, admired as a, as a congressman uh, and as somebody with humor and wit and a sense of history, and a sense of context. Uh, and he said uh, of Hillary Clinton, who said they will put an $80 billion, she said $80 billion into creating um, <clears throat> different energy sources for people who have lost their jobs ultimately in the coal industry. And he said they're not going to be turned into uh, uh, you know, engineers who are going to rework uh, the energy system. But he said... We really need to support these individuals. We need to create funds uh, for them to live with some dignity. And if they choose, and I, again, I'm the biggest supporter of anything that says let's do more education, uh, creating educational opportunities for individuals of every age so that they can become part of a larger economy and understand history, and understand the connection of things, the context of things. Because when I listen to many of the people being interviewed, it's, he tells it like it is. Um, well, uh, both these reporters and many others have said that most of what he says is either an exaggeration or a lie. But he tells it like it is uh, for their own prejudices to be justified. And what we're talking about are people who very often have deep prejudices. When Trump began to talk about political correctness, uh, 
I myself have uh, been upset with in, when I was still in the university with the degree to which language was being um, uh, uh, language was being uh, 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 stripped of a lot of its meaning, a lot of the metaphors, because somebody might think uh, that 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 uh, using that word could be uh, harmful. Uh, but on the other hand, it's no longer uh, politically correct, and I agree, to tell ethnic jokes. Uh, Polish people can tell Polish jokes, Italians, Italian jokes. Uh, blacks can tell jokes about blacks, and Jews can tell Jew Jewish jokes about Jews. However, none of those groups can tell it about the other, because they represent deep prejudices. Uh, I've done a number of shows, um, in the in the recent past, talking about the tribalism uh, that uh, we all have built within us by evolution, we see ourselves uh, as surviving and and nurtured by a tribe. Uh, in the United States, these tribes uh, have largely um, been been uh, fluid. Uh, and you could see people move from one tribe to another, uh, minor tribes and major tribes. Um, I was listening to two people talk to each other. One was a Boston, um, a Boston Red Sox fan and another a Yankee fan. Um, and they uh, really were going at each other. It didn't become violent, and it, it, was, it had contained a lot of humor within it. But clearly, that's a minor tribal identification, and you always expect people to uh, line up with tribes. Uh, as long as we were all Americans, uh, whatever tribe, uh, uh, other tribes we identified with, uh, and I certainly uh, identify as a Jew, but as long as we could see the humanity in other individuals because they belong to our tribe, and that is what's so critical, that once you see somebody as a human being, uh, once you can have affection for them, once you understand their pain, understand their pleasure, uh, it becomes very difficult to hurt them, harm them. But once they are the devil, once they are not a human being, once they have been thoroughly dehumanized, and uh, uh, their humanity and sense of decency stripped from them. They are the members of a tribe that is hated and feared. That is when uh, the demagogue uh, is able to pick that other group and turn them into the scapegoat for your problems. And prejudice exists in all of us. However, if we're all American. If we were all employed in the same uh, uh, job, if we identify with our company, with our school, then people of different religions and different color have a good opportunity by all of us to see the other as basically a human being and uh, supersede any of the fault lines, the demarcations that would put them in another tribe alien from us. Um, somebody who was deeply prejudiced uh, talked about blacks as, as in terrible terms. Uh, 
and, and the black in the United States uh, is for many people and many of the people who, who I'm concerned about uh, are of a different tribe and a dehumanized tribe. And she would be terribly prejudiced in what she spoke. And yet it was pointed out to her that she works with many black people uh, and friends with them. And her response to that was, they're different. They're different. That's because she was embraced by the company she worked with, and they were not of another tribe, but they were her tribe, as long as she was at work. And they were human, and they were nice to her, and she would be nice to them. And when she walked out the door, that all left as she crossed over the fault line back into the white tribe. And unfortunately, one of the things that Trump is doing is reaching out to those people when he says, don't be politically correct, and saying you can say like it is uh, if you have prejudice towards blacks, uh, deep prejudice that now exists towards Muslims, uh, and deep prejudice uh, towards Hispanics, uh, who are a target in many ways because they are perceived as taking jobs that these dispossessed uh, white, especially males, uh, 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 are experiencing uh, because they uh, uh, have lost, as they see it, jobs uh, to uh, people from Mexico, Central America, South America, etc. By the way, the reality of this I won't go into, but there's not a hell of a lot of reality to much of this. Now, let me talk a little bit about the Jewish tribe that I belong to. Uh, they're really interesting to me. Uh, when, when Obama was first elected, and I made a lot of phone calls in 2008 as a precinct captain, uh, I couldn't imagine the number of Jewish people who answered the phone and said, I will not vote for that Muslim schwatzer. It always amazes me when I hear prejudice towards black people from Jews, especially from Jews. You have to ignore a tremendous amount of history, and you really have to uh, uh, have a terrible lack of contextual insight into history and context when a Jew can dehumanize another person because of race, religion, uh, or, or uh, some other aspect. Because for a thousand years, we were, and in many cases still are, dehumanized. There's a second reason many, uh, um, so the first reason I see many people uh, who went and became Republican, even if they were originally Democrat, was that a black man, uh, a man of color, uh, with a Muslim name, became the president of the United States. And certainly many of the southern men whose jobs are lost uh, or will be lost uh, uh, felt a kind of a shame that uh, a black man had become the most powerful man in the world while they were having still great trouble feeding their families. This could remain unspoken, but what Trump has done in his campaign, is make it all right to have scapegoat and focus on, on the other. 
the individual, the despised individual from the other tribe. With Jews, another complication uh, arises, and that is the Muslim Schwarzer uh, is seen as anti-Israel. And for many Jews, and I can put this in my own terms, Israel is incredibly important. My own struggle is, uh, who does my primary loyalty lie, Israel or the United States? Now, if something were to happen to Israel, my feeling would be like other catastrophes that could take place, like something seriously happening to somebody in my family uh, uh, or, or, or like that. Um, I probably think I'd live too long. Israel must survive. But my primary identity is an American. And many of the Jews I know, their primary identity is with Israel as a Jewish state and not as America. And I think these individuals then overlook the uh, rise of Trump uh, as a white American, uh, taking it for granted that he will be better to Israel than Obama. Now, my own uh, reading of the situation uh, from uh, what I've read and from what I've heard is that Obama has given more military aid and support to Israel than any president uh, before him. However, he doesn't like and Netanyahu who doesn't like him. And for these individuals, the greatest affront that Obama, as the President of the United States, many of whom do see him as a black man, and therefore uh, uh, deep, that the touches deep within their own prejudice, is that this individual uh, was not good to Israel because he didn't defer uh, to the leader of Israel, for whom these individuals can broach no criticism. If he's a Jew and an Israeli, there is no criticism. And I won't go into my own feelings for any length of time because I only have seven minutes left. But I see Netanyahu as a right-winger who has done more ultimately to damage Israel uh, and its future uh, than, than almost anybody who's come before him. He has unleashed the the uh, the extremist Jews in in Israel, those who do not want a democracy, and like I have said many times before, uh, very often deeply religious individuals want a kingdom of God, uh, and they do not trust or accept the idea that human beings can run their own affairs. It must be according to uh, theological dictates, uh, uh, whatever they might be. My ultimate fear as a Jew is that the individuals whose violence and hatreds along the white tribe line that Trump is leading uh, will ultimately uh, turn on Jews. And that the Jews uh, who are supporting him or uh, not, not, uh, <clears throat> uh, not taking seriously where this violence could go, think that, and I've heard it almost said this way, uh, he won't unleash violence against white people. 
And however I am a white man in the white tribe of America, I recognize that by historical reality, I am a Jew. And ultimately, if the crowd that is now turning violent becomes increasingly violent to Muslims, increasingly violent to uh, Hispanics, Jews will be on high on that list. Um, uh, in Werner's article, he writes, <clears throat> Max Boot, a Republican Trump critic, who was a foreign policy advisor to Marco Rubio, who's that, uh, says he has never experienced as much anti-Semitism as he has since the start of the Trump campaign. There are no filters anymore, no restraints, no cultural guardrails. Now, under the sway of Trumpism, what was once considered shameful asserts itself openly. And that is where ultimately my fear lies, that tribal lines will break apart, the dispossessed, those individuals uh, who have deep prejudice, uh, who have to do something different in some desperate way, uh, will join the mob, and uh, America will be not America as the founding fathers envisioned it, a place of law, a place of rationality, a place of checks and balances, uh, but that we could become uh, what happened in Italy, what happened in Russia, it ha happened in, in um, Germany and so many other parts of the world throughout human history, a place where the strong man leads and leads by inciting violence uh, uh, and, and uh, creating scapegoat after scapegoat for the dominant tribe to do something different and to do something desperate. Well, I think I'm about finished. I feel better now. I'm going to have a little supper. I'm going to go tonight and play some bridge. Um, I don't think anybody was here to hear what I say. I don't know how many people will hear it. Uh, <clears throat> again, I don't really do what is necessary to develop a big following. And I guess uh, morally I feel I should because uh, I would hope to influence as many people to my point of view uh, as I can. But this ultimately is for me uh, to work through my ideas, uh, to uh, try to bring some understanding and rationality to something uh, that uh, could happen. <coughs> uh, I don't think it's going to happen in the United States this time around. Um, we're going to have to do something to improve the job market and the educational opportunities for large, larger numbers of people. But uh, most of the country is well-fed, uh, is uh, comfortable being American. Uh, there are still a lot of leaders around uh, uh, in, in the United States uh, who are uh, holding on to the uh, vision of the Founding Fathers uh, who are talking program, talking policy. And uh, I don't think the country is going to break apart at this point. Although the Republican Party, uh, especially if there's a uh, 
uh, insurgency and uh, those who are anti-Trump put up another candidate to run. Uh, uh, I think the Republican Party is going to be cooked, and the result will be uh, that they will have to rethink uh, all of the uh, nuts that they let into their uh, party as dominant forces, uh, the, the uh, prejudice, the, uh, the gun nuts, uh, the, all of the individuals that have been so divisive uh, this whole business with uh, uh, Obama that hit trying to put up a, a, a very moderate Supreme Court uh, nominee who the Republicans who now refuse to meet him uh, originally said he would be a perfect person to be put on the Supreme Court. Um, <clears throat> this, this uh I don't think it's going to create the major split. I think that we'll survive this this time around. Uh, however, the danger is really there. So, if anybody wants to call in, um, I have 45 seconds. And I think I've done what I wanted to do. So, if you like hear this and you like it, tell your friends. <laughs> 